Hey, what's up, guys? It's Chris. Listen, I want to talk to you about some of our sponsors. First and foremost, we're talking. One, first one I want to talk to you about is JC Innovations. JC Innovations is an engineering service business that provides engineering support for orthopedics and medical device businesses, including medical technology. But this is the thing. This is the thing. That's like saying that Kobe Bryant was a basketball player. I mean, this is. I mean, I appreciate this thing that they wrote up for me, but really, let's really talk about what they're. It's complete, total innovation happening in the orthopedic business, right? Where some of these guys are happy with hips, knees, right? JC Innovations is pushing the envelope of technology and innovation in the orthopedic industry. With, with over 15 years experience making medical products, they are prof not just proficient, they excel at navigating regulatory requirements for the, the government, the FDA. Think about all the nonsense it takes to get your product on the market with the FDA. JC Innovations, they've done it for 15 years. They can get your product to market, both and as well as regulatory bodies outside the US. Blessed to be a part of this community, they do their part and contribute to it. JC Innovations supports helping hands, right? Helping hands. If you don't know about helping hands, helping hands, J Jody put together like an Iron Man hand for my buddy's little girl, Zoe. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. It's not just about pushing innovation, but it's about helping community. If, you're, if you want to learn more, reach out to Jody. You want to, maybe you want to be partner with them, you, Jody, how they can help your business. Contact Jody at JC Innovations through the contact page on their website, jcinnovations.com. That's jc-innovations.com. They're excited to hear from you. Give them a call. Tell them I sent you. They might take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. This is the Freedom Cats with your hosts, Chris Flack, Seven King, and Jody Claypool. Produced by Jack Claypool Audio. Freedom Cats reviews movies, politics, and entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the Freedom Cats. You say whatever they fucking type into a script, you can be like, yeah, I murdered this guy. Sorry, are we you recording? Just, yeah, you can just. Oh no, I was. I just said I didn't know we were. Right I just didn't know we were. Doing yeah, we're we're doing it now. Are man. we on? Yeah, yeah, we're on. We're on. This isn't kid friendly, by the way. What's up? What's going on, everybody? <laughs> You're joining us for another episode of the Freedom Cats. Coming five strong today. Travis, Jody, Stefan, Jason, me. We are the Freedom Cats. I've uh, just joined the discussion. I've just shared uh, a, a new app with the fellas uh, called HeyGen, H-E-Y-G-E-N. This is, you know, there are steps to technology. This is a step in AI. Like, so you figure like Siri was, still is kind of toddler AI. You know, hey Siri, play something. And she, okay, I'll try, but... Don't count on it. Um, you know, and then you get to like chat to be, hey, Jen is the next thing. Um, I have a video that I've showed the, I've showed the guys that we'll post on our socials this week. Uh, this is a video of me staring into the camera, re saying, hey, this is Chris. 
that, that, you know, and I say a little thing. Problem is I did not record this video. I did not record this video. The way this app works, you do a little 10 minutes so it gets a sense of your mannerisms, your voice. And then once it has that two minutes of video, we are off to the races. I can make it say anything. I can, so there are mass implications to this, both good and bad. Um, You guys have seen the video. Before we get into our topic today, what do you think? Don't use this app because the minute you use this app, now anybody can take your likeness and make you say anything you want. Stay as far away from this app as possible. Well, Sorry, Chris. Anybody? No, good. Don't ever record yourself anywhere because they can just record your your recording onto the app. A hundred percent. Well, just don't just, talk. Just stop talking. You <laughs> That's every good lawyer's advice to clients: stop talking. <laughs> just th- think about it. Like if, if you have a huge following on social media, you you mean to tell me that that this app isn't going to have some additional piece that is going to be able to like go snipe data? Oh, hundred percent. To to create that that data pull on like how like oh, I was already doing it. I guarantee. Hundred percent. Yeah. This is a, there's a query built. It's going to find everything I, you I, ever said anytime, and it's going to build. Th- your this may be the scare. The scaredest. I've ever been on this podcast. Like it's over. It's, it's over. It's over. You must. You must not have been here for the episode Jody did in the nude. Yeah. Well, that no, was I, terrifying. Well, it's like half scared, half excited. It's like oh, it's a roller coaster, right? I'm terrified, emotions. but I love it. You know, it's it's a whole thing. <laughs> I felt good, kind of. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> so you, so you're just, you're all, you guys are out completely. Uh, I think mean, Jason I, nailed it. We're, we've already lost. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah. we've already lost. But the problem is, is that it, it is going to become, it, it is going to become a a piece of the fabric of our of our system and and our our program. So the real question is, is how how do you control it? Like, do you start putting like when you put a video out on in the world, do you have to put like TM or like is there a way to state that this isn't at an H Gen or You'll have what to. you call it Hey Gen? Well, but the Hey Gen can say this video approved by just right. like, it, it yeah. can copy your thing. Ex- ex- hey. But but there's gonna have to be a way like a blue dot or a blue star like Twitter does or something that's gonna say, no, this was the real NFT versus- anyone? NFT. Oh there you, you go. It's it's not so idea. Everybody creates an authenticity token. So you have to have your token applied to whatever it is that's generated and put out publicly yep, in order you. for it to have that stamp of authenticity. Otherwise, it's subject to scrutiny and and you know being declared fake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that the issue, like we, I remember like having this discussion with somebody just like a year or two ago of like when the fake news stuff first started. Like fake news is now a thing. Alternate facts. Mm, fake like news we're going to reach a point a in the not too distant future where. The fake news is going to be so good that you're not going to be able to tell the difference from the real news, and I, that's that's this thing right here. Hundred percent. So like we're we're there now, you know. All right. So mate, okay, I hear everything you guys are saying. All right, it's, but this also sounds like conversations that were had eighty years ago at the advent of the television, right? Or thirty, forty years ago at the advent of internet and social media. You know, I bet when people when the printing press broke, people were like, Oh my God, what are we gonna do? How are you gonna know that this is the real writing of somebody versus a machine? Yeah, but this is like, a natural part of these things. We 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 this is terrifying. Don't get me wrong. Do do you not remember like the the radio guy that uh, talked about like aliens landing. Orson Welles. Yes, or like so that radio guy. <laughs> so yeah, right. Orson Welles. So I, I mean, like, sure, it is going to become a piece of the fabric. But but like throughout history, we've had quasi major fuck ups when those technologies have come out. 
Yeah. Well, and then also it's ex- Oppenheimer. It, it was it's, fine. It's exceptionally <laughs> difficult to like defend and prove. Like if you're saying a copy versus the original, there's a whole specialized expertise to figure out is this a real Da Vinci or is it a fake Da Vinci? Is this a real Gutenberg right. Bible or is it a fake one? As we, did Travis actually say those words or did somebody make an app that had him say those words? We're gonna have to have, like hire experts to say no, I didn't say Chris, these you're, things. You're bringing up a good point. So with disruptive technology. There's a shift in the landscape, and we have to we have to accommodate. This is a freight train. No single person is going to stop this thing from moving forward. So you have to play in this new landscape and understand what does that mean. It's new rules. I got a fel- I know a fella who uh, is old enough to remember the advent of electricity in homes, especially in rural areas, right? Or maybe he was joking. Was he? You were there when I, he I said was there. It. I don't know if he was joking or not. I think he was kind of serious. This guy's. They, yeah, I mean, it wasn't was the that? advent of the electricity. It was, it was the full-on implementation. like Implementation of electricity, you know, right? Into rural areas. And he made the comment, that's never good. We, we used to say, that's never going to work. They're going to have to run wires to every house. And then they did. This and is the Tesla Edison Westinghouse time sure. frame, right? I, he might have been. Now that I'm saying this out loud, he might have been pulling <laughs> our legs. Uh, well, it's mean, like, art. Like, you know how, art. How old is he? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, Art, he's old enough that he might have been there for the advent of technology, but now that I'm saying this out loud, he might have, it might have been a yeah, joke. Yeah. But the point still stands, right? That'll never work. Oh, my God, they'll have to run wires to every house. They'll have to do... This is terrifying, but it's, you know, so's a roller coaster. In the end, you land safely. I hate roller coasters. Well, you got that inner air thing. I look at it from, <laughs> so from the perspective, like, professionally, right? My job is communicating, connecting with people. That's my job, Right. With something like this, this is like mass personalization, right? I can send, running this with a couple other things, I can make a video that says, hey, Stefan, hope you're doing well, man. I was really, I was thinking about you last week. Wonder if you and I could get coffee. Let me know. And then I can send that video to 400 people, their name, it's coming from me, and I can contact 400 people personally in about 30 minutes. So, okay, let me build, can I build this out real quick? So you remember when the internet became a thing? Remember the internet? I do. And everybody's like, yeah, this thing's not really going to become that. And then it turned into a big thing. We were like, oh my God, we're going to just knock the socks off of technology advancement. Everybody was sharing cat videos. Right, it became a cat. Like it got inundated with cat videos and memes. This coming from a group that calls themselves Freedom Cats on the internet. We're, Freedom Cats. <laughs> yeah. We're just leveraging that whole thing. 100%. Now, now you guys are cat familiar. You're, you're, you're familiar. Why haven't we thought of that? We're gonna start sharing cat of the day. <laughs> oh, the algorithm will go through the roof, baby. All right. So you guys are familiar with Jib Jab, right? You know what Jib Jab is? You can the, put your, the elves that dance. Yeah, it's like a, it's almost like a South Park kind of okay. video where they just replace your face with whatever video, and it's like your mouth is separated from your face in a static okay. kind of yeah, South yeah, Park yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a popular video with just your face superimposed on a video. So it turns everyone Canadian. Is that what you're saying? That's right. It turns everyone <laughs> Canadian. So, <laughs> so what good. if what if all the scare and fear around this new future vision is just people sharing really ultra realistic jib jab videos that's what this manifests in we I'm, we think it's gonna be terminator well, style I'm apocalypse I'm a, and it's I'm just a thousand percent here for it yeah that's that, just jib jab videos that's gonna be like 90 percent of it but then you're gonna have the 10 percent that abuse it like anything right you know? with bad jib jab yes. well they are seeing i mean there is now this has proved this ai is proven problematic for people especially females right 
uh, fake nudes, fake pornography videos. I read a story this Where's week. Where's the site? Can you tell us where the site is? <laughs> the internet. We'll, share it. we'll share it offline. Off mic. No, I read a story this week. Links. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I read a story this week this that Taylor is, Swift yeah. has hired investigators and folks to put it into fake pornographic videos and nudes of her. She, she, she wants... Those? They're out there. She's oh. getting them. She's trying to get. She's getting them destroyed. She only wants the real ones out. And why you would even begin to fuck with Taylor Swift of all people? Like <laughs> she is the Illuminati. Like yeah. the Illuminati uh, wants to get on her level. Yeah, but you should probably share that link. I will not share that link. <laughs> My AI avatar might, but I'm not going to share that link. So uh, around the table, hey Jed. Uh, Terrifying, no, or terrifying, maybe. Jason. Uh, terrifying, but I will probably find a way to uh, be capitalistic with it. That a boy. Mm. Stefan. Uh, I don't think so. You're out. I mean, there's enough AI already out there that if people want to do it, they're going to do it. I was on the fence, but then as soon as you said Taylor Swift has got these out there, I'm definitely no. You're definitely no. Yeah. It's not terrifying. You're saying it's not it's terrifying. It's terrifying when you got somebody like that putting out porn videos. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. That's, That's not where I thought you were take. going with that. Yeah, no, it's uh it's 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 going to be game changing. I don't know about terrifying, but the fact that like you're not your average person is not Taylor Swift to have the money to defend against something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrifying. I'm a thousand percent in. I see. I'm just. You don't. You don't see any ter- any terrifying. Of course I do. I'll, I'll no, share but I'm still. I'm still. So but listen, I'm an early adopter guy, right? We had Betamax when I was a kid. <laughs> we had Laserdisc. Like I'm an early adopter guy. I. You're an that. HD DVD guy, huh? I was. I yeah. yeah. And that you know, Blu-ray is never going to work out, right? So wait, you know what I said. You know what I said. I said, you know, in my mind, when I bought my HD DVD player, which was like an addition, it was like a little thing that plugged into the side of my Xbox 360. Um, I said, everyone's like Blu-ray. I was like, no, man, porn is using HD DVD. Betamax was better than VHS, but porn picked VHS and VHS won. So I'm, um, you know what? I went against porn once when we were a fan. So <laughs> I'm well, with porn now. Well, so wait, 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 this, this can disrupt the, the porn, are the porn industry. Lead, they're the two leading indicators of a successful technology. What does this do to the porn industry? You record 20 seconds with somebody, you don't need them to actually have sex anymore. You just make them have sex. Well, I mean, Disney's doing that already as as well. Right, we got to hang porn? on for 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at Little Maybe. Sorry. But... No, Disney's already doing that with their their extras. They basically scan them as AI, and then they sign off the rights to be able to use them as as extras in and, other movies. And, so, and and like, what does this do to all the people on OnlyFans and whatever? Like, I'm going to put Chris on OnlyFans, and he doesn't care. It's not that Bitch, terrifying. Like, I'm not already on OnlyFans. <laughs> Platfeet.com. Making baby. that paper, baby. <laughs> We'll also dollar, share that dollar link. Bills, y'all. <laughs> yeah, we will not be sharing those links the in the program. No, but you know what? Maybe I could see this as a huge benefit to the porn industry, right? This is an industry where the actors and actresses are abused, sexually abused. They are, they are, they become a, a substance abusers, human trafficking. If that can be replaced by AI avatars and those those young women can go on to lead different lives because AI took over the job they want to do. Is that so bad? 
Okay, so there's a there's a deconstructive element to this. So <laughs> wait, well, there's, a, there's a deconstructive element to this, which is you no longer need actors, you no longer need right. animators, right. you no longer need anything more than a scriptwriter. So yay for scriptwriters, right? And a little bit of video, and just a snippet of video. But then the worst possible perversions can be justified as it's not real people. Mm. There was a movie about that. We'll have to add that, that one. That just scares the crap out of Why? me. Well, because you can just think about like all the craziness we just had to witness with the Epstein Island stuff. Imagine that all happens and be like, well, nobody was hurt. It's just fake people. Uh, okay. That's have, terrible. You, have you seen Westworld? Yeah, it's a Westworld. I, I, I mean, like, craziness. bam. Is that the movie? No, it's a, it's, it's it a, was a movie, and then it was a great yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, it's an HBO show. What could you justify if it's right. not actually hurting real people, and you've got these weird perversions in your brain that are manifest in video? It's crazy. I mean, Chris, it's going to get to a point where you you could literally go to a website, you could type in the avatar characters that you want, and then you write the script that you want that to cool. observe. But, that would be incredible. But, that would be but, but, but cool. it's, but it's worse be cool. than that. It's worse than that because you can like take advantage of your friends and neighbors off of Facebook. Here's the photo of the person right. off of well, Facebook. That's my point. This is who I want to rape tonight. That's it, this well, that's is that's terrible. the problem. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, unless yeah, unless you are, but that's one what of those you're talking about. That, no, that's not what I'm talking about what, at all. No, that's, I mean, that's, this, that's, that's this movie I'm thinking of. Where they go West, in and unless yeah. you're one of those guys, it's like, oh no, you've been raped before, and right, you know, right. Don't, don't great segue into to our oh, topic today. Do you, you know, one of those guys. Do you mean Mike Muller? Mike Muller, Matt Muller, former former attorney. Harvard graduate. Harvard grad. Uh, Harvard. Usually, you know, somebody went usually to the hard segue is my corner, Stefan, but I'm here for you. I, I don't think that, that was hard at all. That was good. So today, that was a gentle coddling a into. It was a very flaccid. Yes, segue. it was a flaccid uh, segue. Hey, 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 Jen's <laughs> in, intense, man. I, I don't know. Hey, I'm here for it 100%. Here's the thing. If you're telling me that I could get, last point on this, you're telling me if I could get like an Indiana Jones, James Bond crossover movie starring young Sean Connery and young Harrison Ford. And it's, I'm here for it. It'd be like Back to the Future, but Indiana Jones and it's 007. But why, yeah. wouldn't, why wouldn't I put myself in that movie? There you go. Even better. Yeah. And all you guys. It's a Freedom Cats version of Indiana Jones where we're each a cat. Oh, so, there we see, go. Now you're this telling me you're use. against it? Us being an Indiana <laughs> That's Jones? That's cool. If you're saying you're against it, you're a liar. Only if I get to play the, the little Asian sidekick <laughs> role. Short round. You can be yeah. short, short round. round. Yeah. 100% yeah. you can be short. Dr. Yeah. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Final thought. It's like anything. You just got to get the regulation in place to make sure the bad stuff. Yeah, so no, listen, isn't go. that how a lot of technology is? Is that basically yes. the technology comes out and then it's a game of catch up yep. to right. figure that out? Well, Elon, though, has been saying for probably the last five or 10 years, you have to regulate this. Yeah. You yeah. have to regulate this. Yeah. No one listened to him because he's, you know, wacky. Crazy. Today, today on Freedom Cats, we're diving into American Nightmare. It's a gripping Netflix true doc crime documentary. It unfolds the harrowing story of Denise Huskins and Aaron Quinn, a couple from Vallejo, California, who endure a bizarre, to say the least, kidnapping in 2015. So initially, this was dismissed as a hoax, mirroring the plot of Gone Girl. You guys all seen Gone Girl? Great movie. Yep. I, although I think it would be better if we could have replaced Ben Affleck with uh, Matt Damon via the Hagen situation. Who of us is most likely to replace Ben Affleck in the Gone Girl role? And if you don't say Jason, you're lying. 
<laughs> Thank you. Wait, as the, uh, uh, what's her name? No, Ben Affleck. Who's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, uh, or Doogie Hauser at the end. He gets it bad. I don't remember that. At the end, Doogie Hauser is finally like sleeping with this girl. NPH. That, huh? NPH? Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. Thank you. Uh, it, he's finally sleeping with this girl that he's obsessed with over his life. And then while he's on top of her, she oh stabs him yeah. in the neck and oh like, wow yeah i forgot about that part jesus it was ledge wait for it legend dairy dairy, dairy. <laughs> nice um oh, so initially this is just smokes is a dismissed as a hoax marrying the gone girl movie your deal becomes a nightmare of misjudgment and media frenzy the series explores the investigations twist the eventual capture of the true perpetrator and the couple's struggle to find justice and vindication. Today we're talking about the Netflix docuseries, American Nightmare, three-part series. If you have not seen it, pause now, go spend three hours watching this show, and then come back. Spoiler warning from here on out. So uh, I watched this show, and I watched the first episode and texted the guys, and was like, you guys, we have to, we have to talk about this show. Um, Twists and turns, man. If there are three episodes to this show, I had three different emotions of this show. Into the first one, he killed her. Into the second episode, she set him up. Into the third episode, huh? <laughs> yeah, huh? Is, <laughs> is, is, the, is the closing pitch on that for yeah, sure. They were telling the truth. Yeah. Um, I, I had a different reaction. Well... <sighs> The attorney in the room. Oh, are you a lawyer? I didn't realize that. <laughs> All right. What was your reaction? I was like pretty enraged, like the first episode. Like, why the hell? Like, so, like, you sit down and the cop's like, I'm just here to talk. And I'm like, that's a fucking lie. Right. <laughs> like, immediately. <laughs> like, they're in a goddamn interrogation room. Right. Like, this is absolute. But, like, why is sh shut your mouth, get a lawyer. Yeah. And I'm just like outraged the whole time. You know, and then the second one comes along, and I'm like, yeah, well, this this more outrage still, you know, yeah. And then we need uh, a piano. And then the the, the, the fem female cop comes along finally, and they they finally get the breakthrough and pays attention to the the hair, and you're like, thank gosh, there's a female cop looking at this now, uh, and I think that has something to do with it, but I don't think it's a no, that that was me as well. Like yeah. these cops made up their mind from the jump of yeah. exactly mm -hmm. what happened. Yeah. And everything that they were trying to pull out was just to justify what their initial assumption was. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's like to me, it's like, how often do cops do that? Seems like a lot, I'm guessing. Okay, well, but I mean, let's just back up a little bit. So the guy, uh, Aaron Quinn, uh, one of the victims, the show opens with Aaron Quinn calling the police, right? And he says, and it's, let's just say it's nine o'clock in the morning, right? He calls the police and he says, hey, uh, my, my girlfriend was kidnapped last night. Last night, you're calling at eight o'clock in the morning, kidnapped, girl was kidnapped, night before. that's a red flag. Goes on to tell this story that is, Sounds fantastical to say the least. Guy comes in, he zip ties us. He is, says he's wearing wetsuit. He the wetsuit part was was the part that I was like, 
bullshit. Right, exactly. Yeah, I, yes. I was like, what burglar slash kidnapper is like, I've got the outfits, guys. And he and he holds up two giant wetsuits. In Vallejo, Vallejo, California. Right? It's one of the guys from Home Alone. Yeah. The wet bandits. Yeah, exactly. So then he tells this goes on to tell a story about he was zip tied and they they took his girl and they put up a camera and they taped the floor and he couldn't step out of the floor or he was going to kill her because he's watching on the camera and and all this it sounds as I say it and I know how this story ends it sounds like bullshit as I say it and Travis if I'm not wrong like 99.9% of the girls killed by the, the the significant other I don't know what the percentage is, well, but it's, 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 it's a decently high percentage, right. yes. So, I mean, it initially... And the story it, is unbelievable. I mean, as a lawyer, you're like, yeah, okay, I believe you, but a jury's not going to believe you. I think the lawyers talked about that at some point during the, the film, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I agree with you, Stefan, that he they do get a, a significant tunnel vision in this this case. Well, and that's right. My, However, I kind of get it. Yeah, it's a wild story. I understand that. But at a certain point, like, how many hours did they have him in this interrogation room where he stuck to his story? Well, and, right. And, and here's the thing, like the, the one detective uh, or investigator mustard, he's not the only guy on the force, presumably in Vallejo, yeah, California, I, just as a full circle, yeah, like, Colonel mustard in there. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I was like, is he where a the hell did he, he find no, Colonel he's a sergeant now? He got promoted after all this. Sergeant yes. Mustard. You got to take him straight to the the sequel yeah. to this. He will be a Colonel. They got yeah. just make him Colonel. Yeah. Like that, like just the fact that they were being interviewed by a guy with a last name of mustard. I was like, the whole thing <laughs> seems Guys, off. Come on. They set it up for a sequel. We <laughs> yeah. know there's going to be a sequel, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. They set it up. So there's two other perpetrators that weren't found. Yeah. Tell me that wasn't intentional. There's an, a continuation to this documentary. Come on, guys. Um, so as we're, as uh, Aaron Quinn is going to, now this is a guy who trusts law enforcement. He believes that the police are there to help him. He believes in law enforcement, the idea of law enforcement. And that is shown by his absolute refusal to get a lawyer. As I'm, I don't know about you guys, as I'm watching this and I'm seeing him in these interrogation rooms, all I'm saying is, where is your lawyer? Amen. Where is your... He gets to the part where he allegedly fails an FBI lie detector test. Allegedly, because it turns out maybe he didn't fail it. But mm-hmm. at the point where he fails a lie detector test and an FBI agent is putting the screws on him, then he says, well, I, I guess I need a lawyer. Listen, if they're strapping you up for the lie detector test... No, no. If you're in a police station in a little room, get a lawyer. This guy has never, ever seen... Travis McConnell, He's never Esquire. Yeah, Travis McConnell's a sponsor. Yeah. Uh, Travis, if I needed a lawyer, what number should I call? Uh, that it would be... I'll give you my cell. 727-793-7619. That's call. a lot of sevens, man. It's it's a lucky number. Yeah. It is a lucky number. Yeah. Is that a Florida number? It is. I, I yeah. lived in Florida for like eight years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Indiana native. Moved away. You know, have some fun. Came back, raised the kids. Yeah, you're behind on yeah. your sponsorship payments, so let's slow down. All right, all right. We'll get you. <laughs> <clears throat> you know who's not? 110 Craft Metery. I don't know. It's a new month. It's January now. Oh, maybe maybe we are. Okay, we'll come back to that later. Freedomcast is brought to you by 110 Craft <laughs> you know, Metery and Travis how much, McConnell. How much money did you get from Hey Jam? We're giving them a whole shout out. The AI avatar thing's pretty sweet. The AI avatar. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to get to this. It's an unpaid average. I'm hoping. Um, but yeah, no, this guy, 
And again, you hate to say it, but it's he. I hate saying it because I'm looking at him, and I I both admire his trust in law enforcement, but at the same time, he's foolish. It's a foolish trust. Yeah, but, guys, and even it, when he gets a lawyer, they're still in the room, and I'm sitting there like, who the hell is this on. lawyer? Like, what are you thinking? They're crafting this story where the FBI agent who comes in and interviews him had a relationship with the guy's ex yeah. who, okay, you no, know. No, go I'm ahead, going. go ahead, but we'll get, we'll, we'll unpack this more, but go ahead. Well, my point is they built this for a sequel. There's a sequel coming, right? Or at least this is in the end the of the episode. What could the sequel possibly be? So obviously Here's the story from Andrew's point of view. When they abducted this girl, they said, we got the wrong one. We meant to get your ex. This, the FBI agent who comes in to interrogate him was the guy who was trying to. Whoa. Yes. Oh. Who had a relationship with the ex. Come on. Nice. You guys, yeah, of course, you guys, whatever. And oh. with me, I never, okay, uh, hold yeah, on, hold on. Okay, 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 okay. Welcome to Jody's conspiracy corner. Yeah. All right, look, hold on. I want to catch everybody up to what you just said. So, um, so yeah, part of it is they find out that part of the reason why that Aaron Quinn is suspected to have offed or killed his current fiance is because he was still reaching out to his ex fiance and, you know, hey, I still have feelings for you, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and that was seen as motivation for possibly killing his fiance. Come to find out that one of the FBI, one of the investigators in this case, uh, the chief one, the FBI agent, the local not mustard, the other guy, not mustard, but ketchup, was dating the ex fiance. Was it dated actively or ex? I couldn't remember. I don't remember. From the I think it was like an ex. Yeah, like they dated. I'm not a lawyer, yeah. but I sit next to one when we yeah. do podcasts. Yeah. That feels like a conflict of interest. Oh my god! Yeah, absolutely. The, the moment that that would have been like in for, like. Seriously, you'd be like that dude has motive yeah. to have me in this chair, Stefan. Yes, scale of one to ten, how much do you trust law enforcement? It, ten being Aaron Quinn, uh, <laughs> about a two, about a two, yeah, good man, about a two. Uh, cops do great things, don't get me wrong, they do a great service in our community. However, get a lawyer. Yeah, just the, the type of assumptions that get made. Like I said, I, I don't think that this is an isolated incident. Um, they, they call it railroading. But, you know, the assumptions that get made are wild. And then, I mean, honestly, I'm not a big fan of road pirates. So, you know, that road too. Road pirates? What are yeah. road pirates? Road pirates. I mean. There's a difference between a road pirate and a cop. Crack it. Crack it. By the way, yeah. uh, shout uh, out to Hoplore. Shout out to yeah. Hop, uh, t- shout out to our other sponsor, Hoplore, finest brew in eight counties. Outskirts cream ale. Fantastic. Going to a Comets game? Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Grab yourself a pint. Grab yourself a pint of Hoplore brew. No road pirates. You know what I'm talking about? No, road I don't. Pirates. That's why I said what a road pirate. So you see, you see police on the highways and stuff. Okay. Often unmarked cars, even when they are marked now, a lot of times they just blend right in with the paint. I don't like those hidden marks. Uh, yeah, those so, are, those are the road pirates. Okay. Yeah. Those That's, are road pirates. Uh, the, the meme is that, you know, in Europe, these guys are here to help. Like there's all the bright colors and everything all over the car. And then these are the road pirates here in the U S interesting. You got blue and yellow reflective paint 
on one and like pitch black midnight, turn the lights off, park in the grass mm-hmm. median. Okay. Jason, one to ten. I'm a, I'm a hopeless romantic. <clears throat> so like my initial reaction is, yeah, I, I, I want to. But I'm also a realist. So like I'm I'm with Stefan where where unfortunately there there is negative and evil in the world, right? And so like I want to genuinely believe that like everybody has the best interest. Yeah. But then again, I I am honest with myself when I know otherwise. But I will tell you, if I ever was put in power to do anything um from a government standpoint, the black paint the midnight like that drives me up the wall i i it's it's like going in and and having your motto be one thing and your actions being completely different like i understand we need to have that that world of you know undercover and and like you need to have that deep dark side but not every it's the difference. But now, when people going sixty on an interstate, difference between right, like, serve and protect and catch and charge. Right. Like, yeah. It 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 definitely needs and you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic. I I, I want to believe that everybody is doing the right thing, but but when you see those kind of cars, you're just kind of like, I if I was a ten year old kid, like I wouldn't feel comfortable go. Yeah, it's well, it's like going up to an evil Batmobile. It's not it's not going up to a friend. It's it's going up to somebody who you think the moment you say the wrong word, you're like, oh, I'm arrested now. Like I was asking for help. Like like this Quinn kid, you well, know. But, but the thing is, like I want to say this too. Like you you need to call law enforcement. You should have that initial trust. Like yeah, you need to reach out to them. Like that's great. But then when things start to go sideways, get the lawyer. Like you know like. Because there's the whole issue, like a lot of crimes go unreported. Nothing can be done if it's not reported. So you do need to have like some initial trust. And like I call officers I know all the time. But if I ever like end up in a little room somewhere, or like, hey, let's talk, sit down and talk. Okay, I'm, I'm going to get my own lawyer. Yeah. Would there be a motivation? Because I thought about, you know, God forbid something happens to my wife, I'm going to be the first suspect, right? And so then I would think, okay, do what you have to do to eliminate me from your suspect list. Like I... Have a lawyer sitting next to you while that happens. You get what I'm saying? Like, I get the fact that they were looking into Aaron, especially with this to begin with, let alone with this cockamamie, crazy ass story. At what point did it, what point did they lose the narrative? At what point did they, at what point did their due diligence turn into unhealthy obsession? I think it was almost immediately. I, I think once they heard the word wetsuits, they were like, this dude killed her. When I heard wetsuits, I said, this dude killed her. Jody? You guys, <clears throat> I'm going to come from a completely different perspective. You know this, right? It, baby. So hold on. I'm not a fan of the victim mentality, right? These guys, both of them signed, signed up to be victims. Like, they did nothing. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm with you on this one a little bit. Right? Unpack that. Well, well yeah, every step mean? of the way, he, uh, this dude was a victim. They should have fought the guy. Why the they, hell did you just yeah. roll over and let him zip tie? Well, all, that's true. You know, do something, right? Quick cowering. Every justification was I just didn't want this other future bad thing to happen, so I conceded and compromised in this moment. Even when he's talking to the cops, he did nothing to protect himself. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for police. I'm all for law enforcement. I'm 100% on board. I get the bad apple argument. But the executors and the the consist the people who make the laws 
mean something are the police force. So I'm behind the police force. I get that. Now, this is a dramatized, this thing is so dramatized. It's so, there's so I, many I, narratives built oh, into this well, thing. Yeah, it's it's not, this, is, this, this almost doesn't seem real just I, because it's so comically dramatized. I think it's, a, it's intentionally painting the law, the, the law enforcement people poorly. Now, I don't know San Francisco police. I don't know the FBI who are there, right? And I'm, you're talking about a guy who's uh, not a fan of corruption in general. And I see corruption integrated into a lot of our systems. So if, you're gonna, if we're going to have a, a corrupt system argument, that's a different argument. But in general, I'm a fan of the police. I'm a fan of being your own protector. And so neither of those things played out in this show. So that's where I come from. I, I'm like, this just seems a little too dramatized. Don't you believe that that has something to do with the Netflix portion of this story? 100%. Ta -dum. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, 100%. Right. The, the interrogation room, I've been in those rooms. It's not that dramatized. Like the, the, the tricks that they use, the methods they employ, I've been in rooms before and the cop just straight up lies to the person's face. And I'm like, let's take a break. They leave the room. They turn the recording off. And the, the person's freaking the hell out. And I'm like, yeah, that was just a straight up lie. I'm telling you right now. I don't know for sure, but I'm telling you 90% sure. That was just them to scare the shit out of you. And it worked, didn't it? You ready to go right now? Let's get the hell out of here. I, I told you we shouldn't have come here. You know, but ultimately the client makes the call, not me. So. And they, they're painting this like it's a documentary. Like, this is what happens. And I'm like, this doesn't seem... This doesn't seem like reality. This seems I don't like think they're trauma. making. Uh, I don't think this it, is over. Are you saying this is over uh, sensationalized? Yeah, hundred percent. I didn't get that feeling at oh, all. I don't think that they're making a blanket statement. I mean, not like this. This is what happens. I'm. I'm in this case. That's what happened. This is a crazy case. Like, I don't think every case goes down like this. I would not be surprised if there's a sequel to this. That's equally crazy. This is the making of the murder, whatever. Do you remember so, the, the oh, original that one? Good. That was fantastic, I mean, right? It was so good. I wouldn't be either, but like, again, yeah, most cases aren't like this. But sure, are there a handful of them? Of course. Jody's going on record for the fourth time saying that there will be a sequel. I will keep track. Please do. Yes. Please do. Now, you're, I agree with you with the whole victim mentality thing and these people. I, I abstain from making a point on that when it comes to Denise and what she decided to do once she was in captivity. Like she made choices to kind of just go along with things. Yeah, 100%. And I'm not touching that. Yeah. No, this is an Aaron Quinn. This, this is Aaron, Aaron Quinn. Quinn. Let's just make that clear because yeah. we're Dude, talking about. Clear. Yeah, yeah, it's clear. 100%. What Denise and the decision she had to make in that situation. Well, I, I, that's all I have to say. I feel like maybe the, 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 to make that more victim, there's probably more to it. It's probably just not like, hey, turn over and whatever. There's probably like, hey, either do this or I'm going to do something to your girl. He's caught off guard getting woken they up. They didn't in the build night. that out. They there, did yeah, there are things I need to know still that I yeah. don't. How did he get out of the zip ties? How did he make the phone call? Yeah. So there's more to the story. That they left. Well, the fact maybe that, there is a secret. The fact that the cops didn't do their job simultaneously and like, okay, look into these people, but turn the fucking phone on and take the call from the kidnapper. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. You know, minute. yeah. You you got more than one cop in the office. So so after what see, what's days? I'm not sure. What the, I'm not sure. 100 sure of the timeline. If they set that out, I don't really remember it. Um, Denise feared dead. 
shows up in Huntington Beach, California, about 400 miles away from where she was initially kidnapped or near her parents' home in Huntington Beach. So you think you're looking at like Northern California, Vallejos and this kind of the San Francisco, Sacramento area. Huntington Beach is way the hell South San Diego, LA. Um, Immediately then there is the public. And I don't, do you guys remember anything about this case when it, happened no like, i don't remember seeing anything about it i don't pay enough attention to yeah, true crime I don't either i'm not a i don't remember I don't, i'm not a millennial white girl so i don't listen to a lot of true crime podcasts but <laughs> holy um, crap you don't watch wow. you don't watch that oh true my god, god. <laughs> you're like I, i'm with denise but i'm gonna throw all millennial white girls tell no you what, this is a true statement no, i tell you Oxygen what network snap I, I i share my office with a lovely young I'm not kidding you. I've had a conversation the last two weeks with three girls. All three of them were like, oh, I'm all in on true crime podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. I share an office with a, young, a lovely young lady about, you know, probably maybe 15 years younger than me. I was like, yeah, I watched this Netflix thing called... She's like, oh, is that the Gone Girl case? I know all about that. Like... Wow. I'm like you they, should watch it. No, I don't need to watch it. So, I know. Blah, 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 so they blah, were blah. loving this podcast until right now when you guys threw them under the bus. <laughs> no, I <laughs> celebrate. Not, them. not you guys, Chris. Chris did. <laughs> I celebrate the millennial white girls that listen to true crime podcasts. Are we, are we sponsored by Uggs, Starbucks, <laughs> pumpkin spice? Uh, Jason, as I yeah. sip this like, drink through yeah. my Stanley cup, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> super large Stanley cup. Yeah. I find you a bit sus. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> Have, did you see the guy that posted about uh, he got some like lead swabs to test for lead? I did see that. And every Stanley mug that he's he tested tested positive for lead. Whereas, Do you think that's like, real though? I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. It was Facebook. Probably fake. Probably Hey Jen. Bro, Hey Jen's catching so many f- f- strays in this episode. <laughs> um, so Denise shows up at her parents' house. Yeah, we begin suddenly. It's like, oh yeah, this is Gone Girl. If you don't remember Gone Girl, uh, in that book and film, an unhappy wife uh, frames her husband for her murder, only to then, when plans kind of go south, she then shows back up, and so this case really does. To Jody's point, this case feels so sensationalized. It it mirrors an actual fictional work. So then the story, now by th- at this point, that's the beginning of episode two. So you end with episode one, like, oh, this fucker killed her. And then you're like, oh, what? She's alive? She's alive. She's not doing interviews. She's with her family. Um, and there's a real sense of, okay, are these two masterminds? What, and, but in the end, I kept asking myself, because at this point, I don't know anything about this case. Again, not a millennial white girl. Right. So I'm not, I don't know anything about this case. So uh, I'm thinking, okay, they, they faked this, but what would be the end goal? Why would they fake this? What would you think, Jason? Why would somebody fake something like this? So at, at this stage in the game, there, there were, or in the, in the series, there were, there were two thoughts that were really going through my head. Uh, the first was the video recording of her walking back to the house after she got dropped off, the demeanor that she was expressing was so concerning to me. Like if, if had you thought that it, it, it was or wasn't a, a structured, you know, scam or whatever, a ransom thing, like 
her demeanor walking back to the house did not fit and it still doesn't fit. And to be honest, the single idea of her demeanor is the only reason that I believe that there's more to this story where, so I'm going to give Jody props on thinking that there's going to be a second series that's six, going to come six out mentions. because her demeanor still doesn't add up to the fact that Matt Moeller or wait, Mar- wait, wait, wait. be real careful. Go ahead. It doesn't. It, if you, if you are okay, so th- there's three pieces here. If you are a burglar slash kidnapper, you obviously have crossed over a line of, of like uh, human existence, right? Like how you treat people. So the show expresses one time in the series that all of a sudden this evil person has a human side to him when he doesn't, um, I, think it, I think he was going to rape that one lady that he let yeah, go. Yeah, we'll right? talk about Matt. And okay. we'll, we'll get to Matt. So, so it, it's just that, that was concerning. I'm sorry, I forget the yeah, question. So th- here's the thing, though. Like, that's not, I, I think there's a misunderstanding generally amongst the population of how people who go through trauma are supposed to react. So you're like, that, that doesn't fit. It fits. She's been traumatized. She's had the out-of-body experience. I, I, I've had cases where I've had like a lot of talks with psychologists, one in particular uh, that you might know about. But um, yeah, no, it's people, you, when you go through a situation like that, you do what you have to do to survive. And different people react differently. And I, I I disagree that it's out of character. She walked but up it's to the out house. Out of character for what people expect, but it's not out of character for what happened. She walked up to the house as if she had just went and gotten Starbucks. All right, can I, can I pose a, a thought? Can I pose a thought to you guys? Um, if I were to let's say let's say I was to give you slam a bottle of Nyquil, like the sleepy kind. Right. Or as I call it, or Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Okay. Let's say it's Tuesdays. <laughs> We're all going to go through Tuesdays, right? I'm going to give you all Tuesdays. I'm going to put a Mustang. I'm going to put a Camaro. I'm going to put a Dodge Charger out in the driveway. I'm going to zip tie you, hood you, and I'm going to throw you in the trunk. How many of you could recognize which trunk you're getting? Into? I did have that question. Like, how did she know it was a Mustang based on the exhaust note? Is that how she did it? The exhaust? Well... She was yeah, supposedly she was blindfolded at every moment. She had the goggles, right? But yeah. so yeah, how did she identify? Was something about the maybe when she got what? out and went back to the house or something, she caught a glimpse of it or something like that. But she called out Mustang like yeah. that. Hmm. I'm telling you, there, there's still more to this story than what we have been finished with. Oh, there's, well, well, there's and, more to the story that's been told. They don't put everything and, in the movie. And keep in mind when you're adrenalized, okay. The things you're going to, you're in a fight or flight response. So the things you're going to record in your brain yeah. are the things like how aggressively were you handled? What was the, what was the contouring, what was the contouring hard surfaces that you bumped into? It's not going to be things like geometry, texture, or color. Yeah. From what I've heard from friends who have told me. Right. So let's just be clear real quick. I just want to make something really clear. The things that we're talking about, the doubt that we're putting in this, we're doubting what is presented to us in a Netflix show. None of us are calling into question the actual claims made by these victims. I just want to make that clear because I know there are, listen, there are people who listen to our show 
who come up with some wacky shit of what we said or what they alleged. No, we're, we we're analyzing what Netflix has no, presented I'm, us. I'm just saying that though. There are people who I, like, I got called a homophobe this week um, because of something said on this show. Now, once again, I, anytime I've ever been called racist or homophobic, it's never been by someone of a marginalized group, like a minority. It's always by a liberal white woman on social media. There's, there's, that's like mixing two things up though. Cause like, well, yeah, like there, there's, there's I'll thread my point. There's some Karen stuff, but <laughs> so there's, there's a Chris reason why people who are Chris affected don't speak sit up. next to each other. Is this the racist side of the room? Is that what we're doing? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Was it Travis? <laughs> so the point is, <laughs> do I look like a woman? <laughs> I did, I, let's unpack this. Like, do we need to have a? It was listen, it, listen, it, it listen, was listen. the exhaust. So the the the, the it sounded like a Mustang. Okay, uh, yeah. Like right. So all all that to say, we are talking of any any doubt we are casting. We are we are casting doubt on what is presented to us in the Netflix show. Not on the true accounts of anybody. No of one's well, doubting that. When this woman says she's been sexually assaulted, uh, from the, no one is saying that we doubt. Her claims. Well, here's the thing. Though, like, it sounded like a Mustang. I, like, if a car guy is like, "Yeah, I can," I, I, it sounded like a Mustang to me. I mean, that maybe that's. I, I'm not a car guy, but maybe that's a totally legitimate claim. Like, Mustangs have particular sounds in their exhaust. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. like, yeah. although I could also see from what we've been presented, I could also see Matt Muller whispering in her ear, "You want to see my Mustang?" The other thing that's uh, interesting this about Mustang. this, you want to see my Mustang? You know, she he, he had to tell her he would. Harvard Law, right? Like you, you know, how somebody went to Harvard. Of We're going to talk to. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, we did. You, you, you know how? Because they they tell you. That's they how. have to tell you. It's <laughs> yeah. part of their degree. I, think. I mean, another aspect of this that uh, Jen watched it as well that she she brought up was the disbelief of victims. Mm -hmm. uh, every single female victim involved in this entire documentary, they were not believed. Yeah, that it it actually things actually occurred. Yeah, and let, I did find it interesting though. Like they didn't believe Aaron either. It started with a male victim, right? But, but yeah, like we got a. There's a whole campaign that was started not yeah. that long ago. Start by believing. Yeah. Uh, Google start by believing. You'll find all the info about it. You know, we have to believe victims. You got to so, start there and do your investigation. So let's let's. I want to I want to get yeah to Jen's yeah. point. So let's 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 kind of fast forward the timeline. Denise has found. She's alive. She then tells the story of her kidnapper, her kidnapper who kept her in a, a room for days. Excuse me. Her kidnapper kept her in a room for days. He sexually assaulted her a number of times. Um, and then what was his motivation for taking her well, home? And here's the part where the cops really like so, dropped the ball. So he intended to kidnap somebody else. He intended to kidnap Andrew. Aaron's ex. Right. And he thought Aaron's ex was going to be there. So he kidnapped the wrong one. But I'm trying to remember after he held her for a few days, he finally just took her back to her parents' house. I don't remember what he his only, motivation was. He only was. intended to kidnap her for 48 hours. Okay. And so he kept her for that 48 hours. And then, and then took her home. Yeah, he didn't want to take her back. But he to couldn't take her to Vallejo because right. there was too much police well, presence. And so right. he took her. So that get, takes us to Matt Muller. But how did he know? Right, like this is the conscientious part of it. Wait, them. no, how did, he know where to to how did he know where to take her? He meant to kidnap somebody else. Yeah. So if he meant to kidnap somebody else, he clearly how he, knows them. So how did he know he kidnapped this other girl yeah. and where her parents lived? Yeah. Well, the dad, had, research. The, the dad had the video on that went, went, on, went, went on TV. So that probably said Huntington Beach down in the corner or something, maybe. 
I don't know. Oh, okay. Because the, da- the dad Maybe. recorded the video. Maybe. Okay. To Jen's point, and that's one of the tragedies of this woman's story and, and as presented, you know, uh, Denise tells a story that she has been sexually assaulted in her life three on three different occasions. Yeah. And was not, was not believed and was not supported every time. Right. And as a father and a husband, that truly disturbs me because to Travis's point, you know, we do need to get back to a basis of belief, no matter how unbelievable the story may be. And I do consider this case an outlier. There's a lot going on here, but we do have to believe we have to get back to believing in the goodness of others. And that goes across the board, Stefan, Jason, that goes across the board. We're in a, we're now in a place where it's like, Jason, if you disagree with me, well, you're just a bad person. That's why you disagree with me. Or you support one, it, you have an opposite belief than me on one particular issue, Stefan. Well, that means that you must believe in all these other issues that are aligned necessarily with that issue. Uh, we've got right? teams now based on letters at the end of our names. And even if you are, even if we do believe our, our quote unquote different sides of the aisle, Travis, it doesn't mean that you're inherently evil or that I'm inherently evil because I believe something doesn't mean that I am, you know, because I am a, I, I'm a conservative and a, a member of the Republican party doesn't mean that I spend my evenings burning crosses and wearing hoodies. But no, we, the ones in, ho- in the hoodies are the ones that get shot. The ones yeah, in the oh, that's right. If you're in a hood, you burn. Yes. If you're in a hoodie, you get shot. That, that's that my was, fault. That was that's good. my fault. Yeah. Ah, that Way was good. Go. That was really good. Nice job. But, we, but that's where we've gotten to ourselves, right? We, ha- we have gotten to a place where we think the worst in people and not the best in people. Yeah. And that's well, the and, key to this. You know, and it's not necessarily goodness all across the board. You know, we had this significant discussion when we talked about uh sound of freedom you know the goodness of the victim you know a lot of times the assumption is well he's a good guy or you know they'd never do that and you know part of the reason why so many victims don't come forward is because of that right there right yeah so you want to believe victims and realize yes psychopaths exist and they're out there more often than not Unfortunately, because stuff doesn't get reported and they get away with right. it. And so then they can reoffend. Yeah. Well, actually, because they, 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 they keep getting away with it. This, this series, when she was telling that story, was the part that hit me the, yeah. the most. What? Because I think that's the truest part of this. I, I think the, the, the takeaway is people, women specifically, have a, have a trajectory of being hurt and not believed. How many, when, when the, the detective finally realized, how many different cases did she find on this guy like that? Like, yeah, oh, right. there was yeah. this one, yes. that one, Mare Island. I mean, these guys get out there and they get away with it. And like, is it an outlier in the extreme nature of what happened? Maybe, but I don't think I would. I would say it's not as much of an outlier as you think it is. This sort of stuff happens way too often. This sort of stuff gets swept under the rug because we don't believe victims. We well, don't I'm, thoroughly investigate. Imagine and the, the walk, cops do what they can. But imagine yeah. walking into a house where you find duct tape, zip ties. Packaged in a way that you're not doing home improvement, right? From people who've done home improvement, the, yeah. these comments, and then swim goggles with duct tape on them, yeah. right? And it's like, well, okay, 
let's just use some basic logic and say what combination of these three things makes sense where it's not some nefarious purpose, yeah. right? Yeah. Come on. It, well, it goes to that. There, there's a say, or I don't know if it's a meme or what, but it's like, uh, well, you know, what, a, what would, what would come of women if there were no men around to protect them? If men weren't around, well, there wouldn't be any victims uh, at the same time, be and, some, but yeah. you know, so something, some to that effect, but, uh, yeah, the, the idea that the, the FBI guy just says, well, haven't you ever seen gone girl? Like you were, you were predicating your entire diagnosis of this case on a movie you saw if, last year. It was pretty if, good. If you're the lawyer in that room, you stand the hell up and though. get the hell out of there as soon as he says that. You're like, we're done. See you later. Bye. Fucking call me when you get real. Like, I hope that lawyer Rappaport did that. He seemed to have his shit together a little bit more. I yeah. mean, the, the, the movie showed that he didn't get up. I hope in real life he was like, fuck you and got the hell out of that room. Hey, what's going on? It's Chris. I'm here with Stefan. Bro, we need to talk about this messed up thing you did to me this week. What's that? You know what you did, but let's tell them. <laughs> I'm sitting at the office. Stefan sends me this picture of a turkey bacon BLT. Looks like the best freaking sandwich I've ever seen in my life. So I, I don't remember that you've got two locations. So I run down to the Warsaw location to get the delicious burger, or excuse me, sandwich. Wasn't there, but I still got a good pizza. Hoplor, go spot. Your two yep. locations. Hoplor up in Leesburg. Yep, historic uh, mill location. 110-year-old uh, feed mill. Pretty cool little spot. Super chill. Super chill. Incredible menu. Or... Go spot here in Warsaw. Yeah, go spot. New idea. Uh, we are hosting uh, guest chefs and food trucks uh, for about a three month stint, uh, bringing you a new menu every three months that way. Unbelievable. I just recently had the pizza. Incredible. Incredible do or die pizza. does it up. Do right. or die. Do or die pizza this month. So good. Stefan, if I want to know where which menu is which, so I go to the right spot, where can I find you? Yeah, you can uh, actually find all our menus at hoplore.com, uh, both the menus for the, uh, the original, the mill location, as well as the new ghost spot here in Warsaw. Uh, you can find us physically located at 100 South Old State Road 15. That's the mill uh, in Leesburg, and then 307 West Market Street here in Warsaw, Indiana. Best food, best beer you're going to find. Hoplore Brewing, two locations, Leesburg and Warsaw, the ghost spot, Warsaw. Check them out. Check them out on the web. Absolutely. You can always reach out to us by Facebook as well, uh, Instagram, and uh, all the other socials. Booming. Booming. So we're talking about story in the show versus what re what the really happened what is the ethical responsibility of of storytellers in this situation right like it's a show so we want viewers we want eyeballs is it there is it there are they do they need to make the most viewable version of this story is that there is that what they're supposed to be doing or do they have a responsibility to be as true to what happened as possible jason what do you think uh, I, I think I think you're asking for something that that innately just can't exist. Um, you're you're asking Netflix or or you know HBO or whoever it might be to to take on a role that 
that does not fit their their motive does does not fit their purpose right their purpose is entertainment that they're they're not breaking news they're not like they at no point in time have they ever said everything that we show you is real life and real well that that, sorry to interrupt you but that changes in 2025 as netflix will now be the new home of wwe raw the realist even 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 more so yeah Okay, we need to talk about that. But here's the thing: like, they, they, they don't get the right to They're tell the story. Real stuff is what I'm <laughs> they, saying. Here, here's here's how it goes it's down. It's still is, real to me, damn it. <laughs> they don't get the right to tell this story without some sort of a deal from these people, though. And then that there, there's did you have lawyers to make sure and read that contract about how much input you get to have in the story, you know? And, and what's the ethics of that? And I understand that, but but what you what you're asking is what you say in the show has to be accurate. How you clip it together does not. So, so the interview, information, words, what was said, who said it, has to be accurate. But, but you, all, you all know that we, we could take a conversation that we're having right now, but if we take clip at 15 seconds to 30 seconds and then splice that with clip at two minutes and two and a half minutes together, all of a sudden something completely different is stated. And 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 that that's where I think you're asking Netflix to take ownership of something that they're not going to do. They're going to factually share the information, but they're going to put it together in in a cinematic, dramatic format that is much more entertaining. This would have never been a three part series had they not told the Quinn story first, the girl story second the cop story third had they done it in true chronological order this would have been a 1 hour story start to finish the term gone girl would have come up one time and it would have never been the title of the show would have never been like do you see what i'm saying like mm-hmm. you 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 can't ask them to do something that is not in their portfolio to do so let me let me ask this question so first well let me make a statement netflix if you want to know what a good uh, potential narrative would be for movies. Just go in our past episodes. Chris has given us at least three great movie narratives. Uh, at least three. Zero money down, the best. Dude, yes, hundred percent. Uh, if you the, don't remember zero money down, I can walk you yeah, through it real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, that we, was a great. First of all, it built off of a great premise, which is no, nothing bad ever happens in Warsaw, and right. then people immediately did the best worst crime for you as a used car salesman yeah. at the time. 100%. So that Netflix, by the way, reach out to Chris. Zero money down. I'm sure it'll work with it's you. It's a point break at a used car dealership. That's all you need. That's Your mean, people, that's really our people will do lunch. Okay. So the second thing is, I think Netflix is, if I can just make a critique of how they decided to approach this, they have disregarded how beautiful it is to harsh out on the question. They keep resolving the question instead of leaving it up to the people who are watching to be like. What's an example of that? So, so what they did was they immediately solved the crime. They solved the crime. By Sorry, the third I'm, episode, they solved the crime. Our, a new dog has entered the chat. I was re- I was ready for one dog, and then a, hi. Anybody who's a fan of Calvin and Hobbes, that was a tra- transmogrifier right there. <laughs> You put him in the cardboard box. Great Dane came back as like some sort of Springer uh, Spaniel. Shout out to Spaceman Spiff. Oh, classic. Yes, Bill Watterson, so please good. reach out to us. Anyway, 
they don't realize how beautiful the harsh is. You got to leave the harsh. You got to let people, it's almost like a Rorschach. Don't, don't embed your own bias in the narrative. And, and like Jason's saying, they're curating the content to build their story and they're not letting the story speak for itself because there's good, there is a good mental process and engaging mental process and trying to figure out who the bad guy, good guy is in the story. And so with the way they curated it, they resolved that for us and they should have left it open. Yeah. They should have left it open for us to try to figure it out on our, for ourselves. Well, yeah, but they don't want to. I know, but the, the problem with the executive producers is they think we've got to guide the narrative. Yeah, we can't just mm -hmm. tell the story and let people figure it out for ourselves. But, yeah, and I don't fault them for that. I mean, listen, it's Netflix. Their job is to—they're here. They're in the business of subscribers and eyeballs. Right. And but the reason why making of a murderer was so successful was because you were like, "What the heck?" Obviously, they're taking advantage of this guy, but did he really do it? Nobody knows, right? And you're still trying to figure which it out. one was making a murder. That was the one where uh, the door-to-door -door sales girl goes to this like trailer park kind of house and she winds up murdered and everybody blames this guy, uh, Steven. Who might not have cognitive faculties. He was well, that was Brandon. Oh, Brandon, sorry. But Steven gets Steven gets arrested for it, but then it turns out he didn't do it and he gets freed. But then it's like maybe he did do it. And well, I, mean, I don't if, think I've seen that. If one. I remember the controversy, really yeah, it was it was probably one of the it's first what, 12, it 12 like episodes or something like that. Yeah, it's it was one of the series. first big Netflix, like, hey, are you watching Netflix for the, you know, when they started doing their own original content? I feel like that was one of the very first early on, you need to watch this thing on Netflix. Well, and the thing is, it's, it's spawned discussion. Did he do it? Did he not do it? Yeah. They didn't resolve it. They just left it. Well, I think part of the, and then part of the talk about the ethics of it, right? The, you know, Netflix really portrayed it as this guy was wrongly arrested, wrongly prosecuted, wrongly, wrongly imprisoned. And then after the show, you know, and it, so it sets this cultural narrative of this guy was innocent. And then the, the reality kind of sussed itself out. And, I, and this is just from my memory. I, I'm not a making the murderer scholar by any means, but if I remember right, the cultural narrative was that Stephen was innocent, but then as it sussed itself out, I was like, maybe he wasn't, or if he was, you know, he, he's definitely not a good guy, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I think that they don't have an ethical responsibility to tell this as a full-on documentary. This is what happened. You know, it's not court TV, it's not PBS, it's not anything like that. They're in the business of eyeballs and subscribers. I mean, Netflix is also the 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 platform that plays ancient aliens all of the time. So they do a lot of true so, content. Is yeah, there's saying. a lot of true stuff there. Lo a lot yeah, of, of nonfiction. Yeah. So I looked up the cast. It's like all the real people yeah, play themselves. So like if they didn't like it, they could have like botched the recordings or said some things. I suppose in the cutting room, you know, maybe. But see again, and and that, and that's where I say, right? If you could, like the, the cutting they got a reasons not to. Yeah. yeah. If you if you do an interview, like if you're you know Austin Quinn or. Denise Haskins, like you have no creative control of what you're doing. You tell your story, then they say goodbye. Now, I think this has been incredibly good for them. Like if you're talking about people who have benefited from this, those two have benefited from this a great deal. I think it's bullshit that they only got like two and a half million in but settlement think, fees. Well, they, they, well, that's, that's, it's Carol not bullshit because it was an out-of-court settlement. Like Therefore, it's a number they agreed upon. Okay. Still, so they, I think it's they, still they decided that that was sufficient for them, you know, and they got... It, without a gag order, obviously, because it's on a nationwide thing now that everybody knows about. But I, th so. I think for a long time, 
and they talk, they touch on this, that those two were branded culturally as it was a hoax lied. This show is vindicating them in a huge way. That's yeah. still hard to come back from though. I wonder if this show is part of the settlement. Cause like Kenny Park, the officer is himself. It's actually the police officer yeah, it's a in this series, bro. They're, yeah. they're all themselves. Interesting. I wonder if like, yeah, Kenny will go in the video with you. Okay. Part of the settlement. Um, I did think this was a very fascinating investigation and and presentation of the mind of a criminal. You know, Matt Muller is not just, he's evil, he rapes people. Like, he's a complicated, troubled man. I thought it was interesting that he wrote those letters. I was I was thinking well, the emails to the San yeah, yeah, I was thinking totally like Zodiac killer type of thing where or I I can't remember the serial killer that someone else made claim that, that it was me and then all of a sudden letters start getting mailed to the media because he was upset that someone else got credit. Yeah. Like, See, I don't think it was an upset though. I I th I think that's that's where we have this weird dichotomy with Mueller where he is an evil person that has a conscience. I think he was doing that to try to clear the air for her. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. So I don't, I, don't, I don't think it was an ego thing. I think it was, God, I can't believe not only did I kidnap her and rape her multiple times, now everybody thinks that she's the, the, the bad guy. The bad guy. Matt Mueller's a psychopath. He's upset he didn't get the credit and he wants to get the credit. So you think it's, okay, you guys will think it's ego? I don't think it's as clear cut as that. I don't. I think, and again, this is just from what's presented on the show. But there is, like when he, he does a home invasion and he starts to attack someone and then, what, what, I'm sorry, refresh my memory, what's the context of him telling a victim that they need a dog? She, she, she makes a reference to saying, I can't believe this is going to happen again. It's a secondary. Yeah. Yeah. They broke into a secondary victim's house. And, and, and he I, tells that victim, you know, if you had a dog, these kind of things would happen. No, wait. He, he, this victim predated this situation, I think. Am I correct? Yes. yes. It, it, yeah. it, was, it was before. It was she was one of the one ones that, the other officer found. So, yeah, yeah. And a, she was not believed either. No. Yeah. Right. Well, so, lots of people not believed. So it kind of started out as uh, harassing a neighborhood, right? So he was yeah. going house to house. He was taking pictures in windows in the same neighborhood then ends up breaking into this woman's house and he's about to hold her down. Same scenario, right? Goggles, all that stuff. Yeah. And she says to him, uh, I've been raped before. And then he has a, like a, uh, uh, some sort of a hesitation because of that. Now the question of the hesitation is, was it because he wanted to be the first person to rape her or is it because he felt bad for her? I'm team psychopath. He's upset he that now seems he's like a psychopath. seconds. Yeah, he seems like a total psychopath. Yeah. But he's not he's not looking out for her like I'm gonna re-victimize you like the movie makes it sound. Right. He wants he, to be remembered. Yeah. Well, I mean she's terrible. Is it That's is it an escalation so situation as well? Though? Uh, like, tell me, tell me. You know, with with serial killers, they say like the first thing that they do is they kill animals and then they they go on and and then they, you know, uh, uh you know. Uh, assault people and then they go on and then they move into the serial killer. Mueller started with peeping process. Tom. 
He started with Peeping Tom on Mare Island. Right, it seems like, like so he wasn't funny. quite ready to do the rape in the first place and said, you know what, you've been raped before, so eh, I'm going to back why off. why are a lot of these crazy people seemingly coming from Harvard? Well. This is an MK Ultra deal? thousand percent. What, what, what do you mean? <gasps> we're what? singing. Uh, we're singing. Yeah, are we singing? Sing it, sing Here it, it comes. And three, two, one. It's time Jody's for Jody's Conspiracy, conspiracy Corner. Oh, I, right, I so, brought to you by Hoplord. <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking at these crazy people who have these kind of these bends to psychopathy. There is an inordinate number of them who seem to come from Harvard, and they tend to have some sort of association to a military branch, right? So it doesn't matter if you're talking about bombings or if you're talking about... Uh, serial killer like cult formation. Give, give us a few names. Who are you talking about? It's also from Harvard. Uh, Kaczynski was a Harvard grad. Okay. Right. And then the MK Ultra guy was a Harvard grad. The guy. Yeah. Is, what? Right. Yeah, so we've established our case, counselor. All right. All right, good. Just Jody, to, please continue. Just to let the viewers know. Jody, please continue with the conspiracy corner. All right. So you got a Harvard guy. You got a. He's a Marine Corps vet, and he's a lawyer. So he's got some. The lawyer part scares me a little bit, just because it's almost like he's intentionally. He's pre-equipped to understand the loopholes of the law, right? So when, like in this particular case, when he abducts her and he takes her into the room, first time he has sex with her, right? It is uh, more of a um, preemptive, I'm going to do this, I'm going to use it in case you ever have to leave, but I don't really want to do it. Right. And this like setting up a, it's a, it's. And the secondary is, I'm going to do this, but you have to make it look consensual. The consensual part is a scary level of consideration. For me, that actually that scared freak, the shit out of me. That freaked yeah. the fuck out of me. I was I, like, yeah. this dude is operating on a different level, right? It did scare me. I was like, you know what? if this is true and he thought about this, that's a level of consideration that's more than just, it's not impetuous. Now okay. it's thought out. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take a step back real quick and I'm gonna, I want to take this back to the beginning of our conversation. Could the advent of AI give people with these particular psychoses a venue to th- maybe I don't know if it's oh therapeutically or what? <laughs> no, God. but they could. They could. An out. You're talking about an outlet. Uh, an outlet. Yes. No. No. Abs- no because it's it's not about the act. It's about the control over the other human being. Yeah. And, and there's yeah. No, that's not yeah. there for AI. It's not about. It's about the control over the victim. So Jody's conspiracy That's corner. That's the psychopathic nature. Are we are we cause and effect here? Or yeah, what was the conspiracy? There, here? There's a significant number of highly successful people that that would fit into the 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 uh, psychology aspect of sociopath or so or, or psychopath. Are we saying that because they went to Harvard, they are psychopaths, or is it that? Psychopaths go to Harvard. It's an and both, not an either or. Or is it good to know? I mean, to know. scale it back a step further. <laughs> I'm going to generalize further. You know, stay away from Harvard. Is it far it, less psychopaths at state college? Is it, is it is it is it successful white men who get wronged? He lost his bar license, right? And then this all started, is what it seemed like from the movie. Yeah, so you, you you go from being the privileged white guy in a society that's built around that to now you've lost it. You go ahead and argue with me. It's fine. I'm throwing wah, it out there. Wah. Come on, here we go. Let's get controversial. 
Yeah, yeah. You, it's not hard. I mean, this is the controversial part. The, uh, <laughs> you you want to talk about losing some followers? We're gonna start supporting. Yeah. So wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Privileged so, white okay. men hold on, who hold lose hold their sh- Harvard law license, <laughs> like right. Jesus. We're, we're a room full of white No, I wait. I want to make sure the. I want to make sure I understand the the, yeah, the pretense of your argument. Is your argument that he was totally fine? Lost his privilege and then went psycho and started raping people. No, I, I think he was doing stuff beforehand. As okay, well. so he I was a psycho did. who had reached a level of socio prominence. Yes, he's a psycho. So he was already, he was already crazy. We it had nothing to do with being a white guy with privilege. I, you know, I'd have to talk to an expert to tell you for sure. Can we just but, say uh, we knew he was a psycho because he signed up to go to Harvard? Hey, there you go. Well, again, that's all about the, the control and dominance. That's why he wanted to have the Harvard degree. That's right. I mean, yeah. let's just put it out there. Yeah. We're saying anybody that goes to Harvard is a complete psycho, right? That's the, that's the argument we're making. All right. Joe Everybody, Pesci. Everybody's on board, right? Hang on. Joe Pesci and Harvard man was all right. He was a bum. He was a Harvard bum. Travis is no, making no, the, I, I did a campus the breaking visit. bad assumption about this guy. Is that what we're talking about? 100% sounded like he was a breaking bad thing. He's, yeah. he's Walter White. He's da 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 and then suddenly he breaks bad. Yeah, but for Travis, it's not cancer. It's he lost his. Well, they had that in the movie. It was part of the th- or the docu series. Yeah, it's no, like he he, he got in trouble they, with the bar. That's that's where it's, that's where the incidents of crime started. It's like uh, he gets in trouble with the bar. Maybe then he not, starts, but, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Those, those it, are the ones that, hold on, that, that those are the ones they know about that started. Also, he's doing stuff obviously to lose his license to lose it. Well, there you go. That's that's the argument. He lost his license. Why did he lose his license? I don't think anybody ever told us, did they? No. Did it didn't not. say in the show. Because he went to Harvard. Okay. Yeah. Harvard bad. We talk about how hard it is to be a lawyer, not to give this guy an out because I think he's a psychopath, but like, there's, like being a lawyer, being certain professions, it's hard on you. Let me tell you. So, doesn't oh. excuse psychopathia. It's time to feel sorry for the lawyers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brought to you by nobody. Nobody would sponsor that shit. Yeah. Nobody. I may be a hopeless romantic, but not when it comes to that. Yeah, fuck like, off. I love all you guys so too. It's so hard being Travis, a lawyer. Give me a fucking break, bro. You know what's harder than being a lawyer? Fucking digging ditches. All right. Yeah, those guys are fine. It's it's tough walking. You know. 100 feet to the bank to keep cashing those checks no every day. Shit. Like, you know what's really hard? Keeping criminals on the streets. My back hurts from carrying all these hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> my lower back pain from my fat wallet really did, gets to you. We just went from a podcast about a movie to a roast. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Keep it coming. Let's go. Okay. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, in the end, what does this case how these people are treated law enforcement's response is it an isolated incident of malfeasance in one department or is this is there something more to be said about the system as a whole i i i got a thought here my my first thought and and i remember watching like uh it was another like Dillinger's, not Dillinger. Um, the creation Kid of the Rock. FBI. I don't know. Uh, creation I, of the FBI, right? Well, as, as the gangster busting organization that was operating outside the law. 
No, who who was who was the guy? Uh, Bundy. Ooh. Bundy. Uh, Ted Bundy. Not Al Bundy. The Ted, other. I, Ted. Ted. I Ted said Bundy. Ted. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Ted. Al Bundy though. That's okay. A great so like American. during the Ted Bundy like situation, Ted was able to get away with all of his stuff because there was no communication between locations, right? So so everything became an isolated incident. And what I don't understand is Ted Bundy. When, when did when did Ted do his thing? Eighties. In the 80s. 80s. So it's been 43 years. We don't have better communication between our systems yet again. So, I, I mean, because like this guy was habitual. Wasn't a singular act, but none of them were able to be connected until they found legitimate DNA. Legitimate DNA at a site that then made it question and go, okay, we need to deep dive into this. Like, it, there, there's, well, no, there's they, no... They had that on this case, though. Well, yeah. no, but to your point, to your point, they only caught this guy. They, that's the, that was terrifying more than anything else for me. They only caught this guy because he left his phone at a house that he broke into. No, okay. no, that's not what happened at all. In fact, they should have caught him sooner because of that, but they didn't. The the what's her name the the police officer from the original uh, whatever location the the female at the end I remember her name called the FBI called the police repeatedly was calling and saying I've got a guy who seems like no he's tied to this but that's and, how they caught him they caught him because he broke into a home left his phone. They tracked the number. The number was under his mom's account. By the way, big, hefty Harvard lawyer still using his mom's cell phone plan. <laughs> hey, that's pretty typical, though, right? Uh, I mean, for, chil yeah, for <laughs> children. Was he a um, millennial? So many good jokes. Uh, so no, funny. he left his phone on the kitchen counter of a house he broke into. And then they called the mom. Yeah. The mom says, oh, yeah, that's my son Matt's phone. Oh, right, right, and then right, they went right. to his weird-ass cabin, right, right, and right, that's, that's right. where they found him. That's right. And then the real scary part. They didn't part, connect the dots, though. They didn't connect it. They would have, though, if the police in, in uh, Vallejo had kept his phone on. They turned his phone off, and the, or kidnapper, the kidnapper called the phone, but the phone was turned off. Right, Missed If it calls. was on... They could have, they would have tracked it to 200 feet from the front door of where she was being exactly. held. Which means they could exactly. have turned it on later and did that because obviously they did. Exactly. Yeah. So they didn't even have to have it on at the time. They could have turned it on at any point during the month. Well, no, they, they said doing that the nothing. ping point, the ping point for tracking was just 200 meters away. But that means still, they pinged though. it when they did turn it on later. Yeah. I mean, 200 meters, I can go out and yell and you can be no, like, oh, hey, saying. I'm in a basement. But the terrifying thing, all, all this CSI, NYP, it's all bullshit. The only way, the reason why they caught this guy is because he left his phone on someone's kitchen counter. That's the terrifying, that's one of the most terrifying pieces of this whole well, thing. It, that's how it is. So nobody, nobody connected dots that this guy, first of all, created a, a crime. He was involved in a crime because there was a stolen car. And then there was yep. all these addresses in the car, and they never ever thought a guy with duct tape, zip ties, and these taped over guys. Blow up doll in the back trunk. In a, yeah, a human sized blow up doll. Which didn't even make sense. A hundred, uh, none of this makes sense. I would, I would you, like they some closure. They didn't on the think trunk. to check the addresses on the car that had all the literal addresses of the places he was. Come on. There, there were there were so many flaws in the in, in the in come on. This is the more to the story. This is this is this is an autopsy in which you look at the ingredients of everything, right? You look at all the components 
all the pieces and you're like, you guys didn't do any of this stuff? Back, back to the system-wide problem or not. Yes, there's a system-wide problem, I think. And There's uh, a huge system-wide Part problem. of it is no fault to law enforcement. We have beautiful country with this thing called federalism where there's different states, different countries, different counties, different cities. They, they don't do the best at talking to each other. As you saw from the movie, like one department, the other, trying to get those integrated is scary, but also helpful. You know, scary that like Big Brother making them all work together, you know, as the libertarians in the room will feel, they're like, whoa, 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 we don't want them to walk. But, but there's these gaps in communication where they don't share all the evidence amongst each so, other. But then there's also, I mean, this is systematic. Like there's this website, go check it out, startbybelieving.org. Like this is so much of a systematic issue. There's a whole campaign that you can pledge to start by believing people when they tell you that they were abused or sexually assaulted. Support survivors and help end the silence. There you go. There you go. Yeah. There's a nationwide campaign. I, I have a question going back to this, the crazy murder guy or kidnapper guy. If he, in fact, took his cell phone to every one of his kidnappings, you mean to tell me that there's not, like, and, 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 I, and I, again, I'm a hopeless romantic, so I would love to think that the government isn't tracking every one of our locations and very well aware of where all of us are at any given moment in time. But you mean to tell me that this dude shows up to random people's houses, takes people with a cell phone, and nobody goes, we can see that. Like, and, and they just go, no, it's not in the ethos. Like, for real? Like, GPS track? Like, they couldn't just call up Verizon, Sprint, and, and what is it, A1 Cellular or whatever it is? What? Uh, to, I don't know. Which one yeah. does your mom use? <laughs> it goes I'm, not, to, I'm not a Harvard, <laughs> Harvard law. This, this, did you, go to, this goes to priorities, though. I mean, what are we focusing our, our resources on? Are we focusing it on chasing people on road pirates? Are we focusing it on drug offenses? Are we going to investigate these crimes? And as a guy who recently ran a campaign about let's focus more on sex crimes, we need to focus more on sex crimes. Well, I can tell you the NSA does not track uh, MK Ultra guys. They don't. They you do know not. why? Because they're behind it. What, what's MK Ultra guys? No, MK Ultra, comma, guys. MK Ultra is a, is a, was a drug. No, it was a program where they gave hallucinogens to Harvard people. And CIA potentials. There's there's a Netflix documentary about it. Yeah, I'll watch it. What, what does that have to do with being a psychopath? What do the hallucinogens have to do with being a psychopath? Well, it drives you crazy. No, it doesn't. Certain ones at high dosage to certain people would. How high well, a dosage? They're not psychopaths. Stefan, I think you're being crazy now. <laughs> <laughs> Were you part of this program? Did you go to Harvard? No. I didn't go to Harvard. What? Whoa! Wait, He's why a are you calling bit super adamant about not going to Harvard? Why are know. you calling the people? Why are you already known? Why are you calling the pink leopard next to you, Stefan? <laughs> That's right. That's what we're talking about right now. Had a, had a trivia question on Thursday about uh, whether it's true or false that you can watch electricity on uh, tree leaves during thunderstorms. That is true. And that just completely changed my opinion of hallucinogens altogether. I'm going to go out in a thunderstorm and I'm going to sit in front of a tree and I'm going to enjoy watching the sparks on the tree. That sounds pretty incredible. I Do you have would, to be on a hallucinogen to see them? Or you just no, 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 no. But, but that would probably make it Okay. It would make it Tell better. me you've never taken a hallucinogen without telling me you've never taken a hallucinogen. <laughs> no, it would just enhance the experience of yes. seeing the electric. So I've, heard, so I've but read. Back to the like, whole, like, why, why didn't this get solved? And, you know, 
people not communicating with each other. How much of it has to do with the fact that everybody wants the win? Right. You well, know, they want to close the, the, the sheriffs want to get that win. The the city cops want to get that win. The stadies want to get that win. You know, I mean, is there a piece of that? Sure. But I also just think about like, it come, I think it comes down to money and resources. Right. Um, I think that, you know, there comes a place. Like, for, I'll give you an example, right? Um, and this isn't law enforcement. This is just a personal example. So I go to my doctor right? My doctor's office is part of a health network, right? Uh, she wants me to get, we're going to, we're going to unravel the health care system no, right just now. Give me a, oh yes, my please. Let's, that's, that's a whole step in your game, no, right? But my doctor, yeah. so my, 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 I go to my doctor, she's part of a health network, right? Where you would think that in the health network, they all communicate with one another, right? It's a big old, you, you can make a Santa form to do that for the love of God. I will finish this fucking sentence. <laughs> She tells me to go get labs, right? She says, okay, go across. I need you to go across the street and get labs, all right? But truth be told, if once you get your lab results, that they'll give you right there, if you could just walk it back across the street to me and get it to me, I'll get it faster than if you wait for them to do it, right? Point being, even in 2024 of this massive communication era that we live in, where everything is connected and phones connect to each other, you can track that, 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 there's still a situation where my doctor, who is in the same, who works for the same health network as the lab, it's easier for me to, once I get my results, to walk them right back over to her office, which is literally across the street. So with these kind of things, I don't think it's a, I mean, is there a piece of guys have quotas and have, have people to answer to? Da, da, da. Of course it's, we like to, we like to hopelessly romanticize it, but it's a business. Law enforcement is a business. There are, you know, they have people to answer to, they have supervisors to answer to, they have metrics that they have to hit just like everybody else. With that said though, even in this period of time of connectiveness, we're still not as connected as we'd like to think we are. That's why it took this guy leaving his phone on a kitchen counter to finally catch him. I think like it's not so much like the taking the credit as it is kind of to piggyback off of yours and take it at maybe another step is it's um, they want to close the file and you got to close the file with a suspect. Uh, ideally you can't close the file without a suspect. So uh, our officers are overworked, underpaid, I mean, they, I was talking to a prosecutor recently, not in our county, different county. And um, there's 7,000 files, 7,000 open files for one person. Yeah. Like, this is like, how do you manage that? And, 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 and like, they need to close files so they can move on to the next one. And the, and the cops are doing the same thing. And they, they, they're going to try and make it the, the cleanest picture they can, close it, move on to the next one because they got so much stuff that they're dealing with. So 7,000 files. That's unreal. Yeah, that was one prosecutor in one court, not in our county. In one county. Yeah. Not even like a state. That's one county. One court in one county with multiple courts. Not Jesus. This, not in ours. So. That's unreal. All right. So Jemviz, first of all, shout out to a company you guys have never heard of. Uh, solves that problem from indoctrination to transferability of what we call patient-specific information. So if you want to know how to solve that problem, check out Jemviz. Second of well, all, say it again. Gem Viz. Is it the healthcare thing? It's the healthcare thing. Well, I Gem wonder too Viz. if it's like it's just a delay. Like 
if you bring it over here, we'll get it faster. They got to scan it in. We'll have it three no, days. Now. And the problem is each silo, each fiefdom wants to maintain its security. This is the tra traditional method of uh, owning your importance in the healthcare or any system, right? They want to make it as hard as possible to transfer it over because they want to be able to monetize it. So we solve that. The second thing is this documentary is not a documentary that paints a true picture of how things are supposed to work. This is intent, I, from my perspective, I think this picture, the, the picture that's being painted here is something that shows you uh, something intentionally. It shows you these pitfalls and these gaps right. that exist. I don't know if that's necessarily the true state of things. Right. right. It's just a drama. This is where I go to the dramatized side yeah. of things. It's not a very, I got to tell you, a, a documentary like, hey, someone got hurt. We investigated it. We found the person and closed the case. Right. It's not nearly as fun. Yeah. Right. It's not, it's, not th it's not three hours of. Or, well, it's not or, three or episodes. Theft from Walmart. Here's the video. You right. Know, done. Right. And, and I mean, even think about like that's what news is supposed to be. News is supposed to be, hey, this happened. We interviewed. This is a conviction, right? Like the news is supposed to just be like bam, 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 factual. But even 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 our news outlets are still dramatized because that isn't interesting to us. Like that that isn't and and so like you, you kind of want to ask like what's the problem? Like is it is it Netflix not not portraying it appropriately or or what is it? But the reality is, is it's our desires that are the issue. Mm -hmm. Like our desires are, we want to be entertained. We want the series to, to, to get me to buy into it, to give three hours of my life. But the reality is that this could have been a 30 minute episode going, this shit happened. Yeah. We found Moeller. The girl wasn't, wasn't faking it. Like 30 minutes later. I, I want to say one thing on that. Like that, because in challenge to everybody out there listening, like you can blame the prosecutors, you can blame the police. At the end of the day, if juries are convicting and juries are all you people out there listening, show up to jury duty. God, I'd then love people, to get called. People are, gonna, people are going to do their jobs. Sometimes things don't get filed and things don't move forward because they know that you're not going to convict people. So why put the victims through it if the jury is not going to convict? Interesting. I, I got I We have to believe as a population. I got a jury story to tell you guys. About six months ago, show up to work. I get a phone call on my phone. Says, "Hey, uh, you missed you missed federal jury duty." What? Yeah, they send me a link. Send me an email. They go, "If if you if you don't pay, I think it was like fifteen hundred bucks. You're gonna." You're gonna go to jail. I'm like, frack. So hang up. You bought that? Like, no, I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I mean, at first, going, don't you? At first, like, I, I, like, it was a little bit more descriptive than that, and okay. kind of a little bit more buy-in. But it, it, it wasn't federal. It was actually like state or like a city. So I, I go. Uh, I don't know about this. Real quick, I said, let me call you right back. So I click, hang up. So I, I call, call the county, and I go, hey, what's going on? Of course, long story short, it, it obviously was a scam, but like their their pitch up front was was very, 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 very just for a brief period of time, very convincing yeah. that you were 
Because like, like how often do you get a, a notification in the mail that, I mean, do you check your mail every day? Yes. Every day? Yes. That's disappointing. I do it my office. Me or you? I, I, I do, I do it at the office. At the business. At the business I'm every day. You're right, it is. I'm disappointed at you that you don't check your mail more often. Oh, wait, 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 every wait. day you go to your this mailbox. Is, this is business yeah. owner versus house thing, though. I no, think. business every day, of course. Home, <sighs> yeah. Sundays. It's right by my front door. Like, I... No, no, but like this is the thing that ninety percent of your I, mail sucks. I, I got, I got a no, call. You're not me. wrong, but I still check it every day in the event that I might finally get an answer to be prayer and be called for jury duty. You want to be Thank called you for, for your jury duty? I would, your willingness uh, bro, to serve. I'm so nerdy. Yes, I, I'm. I w- I've never been called in my life, and I would love to do it. I have. I have been called. Jury duty. You've been called, Stefan? No, I've never have. Jody? <laughs> no, thank God. Only mock trials during law school. But I try to stay off of lists. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> well, Joe, I, I got bad news for you, Jody. I can tell you this. I got bad news. If you got a license, you're on the list. Goes off the license. You think Jody's been driving with a yeah, license? Yeah, you all think these Jody's years? not on lists? Yeah. Are you freaking serious? <laughs> Jody doesn't drive Jody, with a license. Not Jody, unless you know about Jody. Jody is, is, is on all the Jody lists. is on a concerned list. <laughs> right. like, yeah, yeah. Not, Jody not, has to provide 15 pieces yeah. of identification to fly. You ever leave the country or no? Just, not no. for not, Jody. Not, not known. Not on public flights. Right. <laughs> <laughs> This list started up roughly 25 years ago with the first one, Tim McVeigh. No. Dear no. Tim. Hey, Jody's like, hey, dear Tim, I've been, call- I've been writing, but you still ain't calling. I never officially went to Harvard. Uh, no. Jody's sitting writing stand letters to Tim McVeigh. Yeah. yeah. Dear Tim, I call him, but you still ain't calling. I wrote the names perfect on the last one. You think he has fan letters? Is he? I mean, is, yes. is Tim McVeigh still alive? <laughs> Do I have fan letters? No, but McVeigh's dead. No, I think they killed I him. I know you don't no, they have fan letters. I'm pretty sure they killed they him. They killed McVeigh. They killed McVeigh. Yeah. yeah. Took a while, but all the appeals. I think they should. The crazy thing is, like, McVeigh, uh, Rossi, hum, like, was it McVeigh, uh, Kaczynski, and like Ross, like the first World Trade Center bomber were like best friends in Supermax in Oklahoma. Like bunkmates and oh, like best that. friends. Yeah. I would just, as wild as they make sound, I Should would love to know what those conversations were. Like. A song, a song, a song for Chris. Chris is conspiracy corner. That's not a conspiracy. This is just no, like the, it the was. Conspiracy is where they friends before they got there. Oh uh, well, no, they were classmates at Harvard, Harvard. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and that's where we're going to end today, folks. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, Hoplore, 110 Craft Meadery, Travis McConnell, Esquire. Uh, we want to thank everyone for listening to our show. Please like, like subscribe, and share. Uh, this is a passion of ours. And if you're listening, we know it's a passion of yours. So share that love. How selfish is it to not share the things you love? Be a, be a podcast hippie. Be share that hippie. love. And you know what? You might be listening to this and you might be thinking, hey, I'd like to have a podcast. Hit us up. We'd love you to join the Freedom Cats Podcast Network, which such podcasts as Studio Couch with producer Jack, the baddest, best producer in the land. And a hero. Tell you what, the thing you're listening to right now is not the thing that we've recorded. It sounds so much better now you listening to it than it did when we recorded it, and that's thanks to producer Jack. He is the absolute best. Also, Studio Barn, another show part of the 
Freedom Cats Podcast Network. So be sure to listen. If you've got a dream of doing your own thing, hit us up. We can make that dream happen. So from all of us here on the Freedom Cats Podcast, Jason, Stefan, Jody, Travis, me, we are the Freedom Cats. Tippy River Adventures. Listen, you know what I hear all the time? I'm just going to be real. There's nothing to do in this county. Jody and his boys, they heard you say it too, and that's why they brought Tippy River Adventures to our community. Tippy River is one of the top 10 most vital rivers in the nation. Top 10 most vital rivers. When was the last time you went down it? When was the last time you saw the, that, that vitality just in your face? I took my little boy Sullivan on the trip. We still, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a core memory for both of us. A canon event, if you will. As you travel the multiverse, every Sully and Chris went on a Tippy River adventure, and you should too. Tippy River Adventures was created to take the work out of experiencing. Because, like, you know, it was it's it's tough work going down that river. You know, at our level, it was tough work. So, but they made it easier for us, right? They cut the brush, they gave us they gave us paths to take our canoes down. That's the work that they do. You have equipment but don't want to take two cars, bring your equipment out. They'll make it easy. Trips as short as two and a half hours, they have taken effort and worry out of coming up and enjoying the great river. Have a church group, sports team, or family reunion looking for a fun and uplifting experience that you can have together? Come out and share an adventure together and they'll do the heavy lifting. If you're looking for something to do for yourself or with friends and family, that's fun and easy. An activity that gets you on the water, doesn't require gas or buying high-priced boats or mountain bikes. Give us a try. Listen, I mean, think about that. It's tough living out there, man. Everything's more expensive. JC, JC Innovations, as they partner with Tippy River Adventures, they've got your pocketbook as well as your heart and mind in mind. You can check out the fun experience or adventures. Have some fun on the river. Check them out on Facebook. They got a Facebook page, of course. You can book your adventure through the book now button on their website. That's tippy, T-I-P-P-Y, riveradventures.com. Or you can schedule through their Facebook page. They're looking forward to seeing you on the water.